What you're about to hear was aired on Planet Philadelphia, environmental radio show on Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP in Philadelphia, and on gtownradio.com. Linda, I know you've been looking at a lot of stories. What do you have for us? Well, as you know, this is our second show on flooding. Uh, on the larger issues. And today I'll be talking about some general flooding issues and news and a few local stories and then some related water issues. Flooding, of course, is too much water too fast in some places, which sometimes means not enough water in other places. So drought in a way goes along with it because of climate change. And also may not be meted out evenly over the usual seasons with the weather changes. For instance, the monsoons in Asia are now changing how they are, which has always supported agriculture. And that's a problem for the agriculture and the economy. And here on the East Coast, the hurricane season is coming. So we'll have to see what happens. Okay, so let's turn to some of the general stories. There's a story from the Washington Post about new research, I think from NOAA, about rising seas swallowing millions of acres within decades all along the coastlines, and this will be permanent, uh, particularly the Gulf Coast and secondarily the Atlantic Coast. The top uh, states most vulnerable are Louisiana, Florida, North Carolina, and Texas, but already it's happening in New Jersey and Delaware, according to the Enquirer. Now, this has uh, many effects. It's not just about flooded homes. It's about eroding tax bases, and there's a lot of potential ripple effects. Legal and political ramifications are complex costs of removing inundated structures and flooded septic tanks. Governments could be on the hook for properties that get abandoned. And then there's the pairing of streets and roads and other damaged things. According to this report, the trajectory now is almost set, but we could mitigate it a little if we do something about climate change. Now, from the circle of blue gives another indication of the seriousness. Abroad, we have in Pakistan an economy which is on the knife edge because of the record-setting heat waves then led to relentless monsoons and terrible flooding affecting one in seven Pakistanis. This is the fifth most populous country And because they've had all these financial and political crises, now we have this on top of it. They're really in precarious shape. And according to CNN, it may take six months for the floods to recede there. So that tells you something about the seriousness in the U.S. and around the globe. Now, another general story about flooding comes from Bloomberg News. The flood maps, which FEMA uses, are insufficient and really out of date. They vastly underestimate flooding risks, such as those that happened in Jackson, Mississippi, where the water treatment plant was overcome, because they have really mostly not taken into account excessive rain. 
the extreme weather can be very hard to predict, as well as whether any city or town's infrastructure is going to be able to hold up when these things happen. FEMA is now working on better maps, and we'll see what happens, but it's not a matter of if these systems will fail, but when, and there's so many points of failure, so it's a huge risk. Another general story about flooding comes from Circle Blue. There's something called uh, saltwater intrusion. That's when saltwater starts coming into what was previously clear, regular water. And as we use up the water table or we have droughts, this happens. Even along the Delaware River, the salt water line can be going up the Delaware River. And the salt affects treatment plants, water pipelines, storage facilities, wells, and contaminates everything, including agriculture. Telltale signs of salt in the water are slight salty tastes and some cloudiness, and this affects people's health when there's too much salt. States are finally beginning to mobilize, but it's really a problem everywhere, protecting our fresh water. Another general flooding story comes from Politico. The FEMA flood program could violate civil rights laws, and that's because the Stanford Act has various um, regulations in it that seem to discriminate, maybe unintentionally, against people who have lesser means and therefore often Black and Hispanic households. Okay, so let's uh, turn now to some more uh, local flooding stories. The Inquirer is telling us there will be more sunny day floods in Philadelphia and Atlantic City's future. A sunny day flood is a flood that's just from high tides. There's already been more of these, but there will be more and more. We've been somewhat um, protected for this in the last couple of years because of La Nina and the way that the moon is positioned, but that will be turning around in coming years to make it worse. Another local story in the Enquirer is the city will get $25 million for sewers and other flood prevention. But Josh Lippert, on our previous show, said this is misleading with incorrect information. It will not help communities such as Eastwick because they don't have combined sewer systems. So there's $1 billion available for 343 cities and towns to address flooding and extreme heat exacerbations because of climate change. And this move doubles the spending on the Building Resilient Infrastructure and in Communities, or BRIC, program. Another local story from Philly Mag. Now Philly restaurants can recycle their oyster shells. And that can build more oysters and help sea life build up around them, as well as maybe be a barrier for flooding. New York City actually is using oyster shells as a barrier to flooding and possibly other cities as well. Okay, so let's turn to some other water-related 
stories. There's an op-ed in the Enquirer by Hinton that says we have to realize that there's a real problem when people who have low incomes and can't pay their water bills have their water shut off and terrible heat or wherever. And that was stopped for a while, the cutoffs, but it's happening again. And this op-ed is warning that there shouldn't be any shutoffs and we need to prioritize public health. Other cities are doing this, and Chicago just recently permanently banned water disconnections for non-paying residential customers. And the New York Times tells us because of weather, there's four times the warming in the Arctic than in other places, which is affecting weather patterns worldwide with profound effects on the plants, animals, and people living there. There's a fundamental climate change so that it's more characterized by liquid water than ice. Change doesn't just occur continuously, but it occurs in steps. And of course, if all that melts, we're going to have sea level rise. Another water-related story We heard in our last show about Superfund sites that are vulnerable to floods and water, making toxic things seep into the groundwater. So EPA is cleaning up one New Jersey site, the Cinnamons and Groundwater Contamination Site, according to the Enquirer, which also has a lot of noxious vapors. And I'd be interested what our our speaker, Jordan Gasparet, thinks about how well they're doing that. Finally, from the New York Times, the EPA says it will designate the commonly used forever chemicals, that is PFAS, that are found in our waters as hazardous. They're publishing a proposed rule in the Federal Register in the coming weeks, and the public will have 60 days to comment before they're finalizing the rule. So I uh, wanted to turn to some announcements and then tell you a little about some upcoming shows. First, there's a sustainability fair run by the Climate Ministry of Our Mother of Consolation Church in Chestnut Hill. That will be um, on Sunday, October 2nd, 9 Chestnut Hill Avenue, 9 to 1. And Planet Philadelphia has been invited to be one of the uh, exhibitors. So maybe we'll see you there. Next, we have a Philly Spring Cleanup. And that is occurring on Saturday, October 1st. Uh, volunteers can register and you need to do so before Friday, September 23rd. Also, there's a hazardous household hazardous waste drop-off event, 9 to 3, Saturday is September 17th, so that's tomorrow from 9 to 3, 22nd Street and York Street, no computers. Then I wanted to bring your attention to the Germantown Info Hub, which you can find online. It has lots of announcements on there that may be relevant. And uh, finally, there is a G-Town Radio celebration on Saturday the 24th from 12 to 6 on Maplewood Mall. There will be partying and you can tour the studio 
and we'd love to see you there. Now I wanted to tell you about some upcoming shows. We will be interviewing somebody from the Pennsylvania Environmental Digest blog, which covers environmental news all over Pennsylvania to update us on various other stories in Pennsylvania. We also plan another one of our series of financial shows on banking and financial issues. And we have an interview on rewilding of federal lands in the American West. And that is my news report for today. That was a great report, Linda. Thank you so much for putting all of that together and into perspective for all of us. If you want to know more about Planet Philadelphia, go to planetphiladelphia.com. You could also find out more about other G-Town Radio programming by going to gtownradio.com. I hope you will consider making a small monthly donation to help Planet Philadelphia continue presenting interviews on important underreported environmental topics and exploring their complexities and intersections. Thank you so much for your support.